It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no. Not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply. Refuse to show vaccine passports. Refuse to wear a mask. Refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. We all know it's coming and it's not going to be pretty. It's great to have storable food, but when that runs out, what are you going to do? Your best defense against the coming apocalypse is to have seeds so you can grow your own food. So I've been looking for various different seeds for the last couple of years. And off the bat, almost all seed companies are the same, as long as they're non-GMO, heirloom, yada, yada. But it's the following years that really concern me. So I bought a whole bunch of seeds last year. And when you get seeds, there's, there's a lot of seeds in a pack, a whole lot. You're probably not gonna use them all if you have a small garden. So you wanna make sure they last again the following year. So the best company I found for these seeds is called Survival Essentials. And when you go on their webpage, it says your best defense against the coming apocalypse. So go to survival-essentials.com, save 10% with promo code DEFIANT and get ready because we're gonna need to eat. And I don't know about y'all, but I don't trust the food in the grocery store anymore. I don't trust it unless I can plant the seed with my own hands and watch it grow with my own eyes and know where it's coming from and feed it to my family. So survival-essentials.com, promo code DEFIANT, saves you 10%. a soldier in the army of my God. The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. I am a volunteer in this army. I am enlisted for eternity. I will not get out, sell out, be talked out, or pushed out. I am a soldier. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. Because I am a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entice me, or lure me because I am a soldier. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I am
soldier. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. I will win. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me. For when my commander calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me to captain and then allow me to rule with him. I am a soldier in the army. I am marching. I am claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier. Listen to the same damn message that they give Tell me how to feel, tell me what's wrong I tried to call, pick up the phone I'm on my own, everybody says you coming back to man Why the hell's it taking so long? Why do I hurt? Why is there pain? Why does everything good always have to change? Why does everybody try to profit off another man's work Then destroy it just for monetary gain? Tell me are you black or are you white? I don't even really care, I just really want to know what's right They've been saying one thing, but I've been looking in the book And it seems like they've been lying for my whole damn life Tell me where I'm going is it heaven to hell? I just hope this message greets you well. Had a dream that I was walking with the devil. Don't remember how it feels, but I swear that I remember the smell. Looked me right into my eye and told me everything I wanted could be mine if I gave up and decided to sell. But I said I'd rather die than get mine. Now I'm here. No fear, one man with a story to tell. Dear God, where were you when I needed it? When I fucked up and repeated it. When they set the bar and I exceeded it. My life is like a book that they've been judging by a cover, but I've never took the time to fucking read the shit. I remember telling you my goals and my dreams, but you didn't even answer, so I guess you didn't believe in it. I remember sitting with a gun to my head trying to ask you for some I don't want religion, I need that spirituality I don't want a church, I need people to call a family I don't want to tell my sins to another sinner Just because he's got a robe and he went to some academy I don't want to read it in the book, I want to hear it from you Don't want to learn it in my school because they hiding the truth Don't want to talk about it to another fucking human being And that's the only reason that I even step in this booth Dear God How do I take this darkness and turn it into light? 
How do I believe in a concept where I speak to a man I've never seen with my own two eyes? How do I know that religion wasn't made just to separate the world and create a whole disguise just to keep us in these chains while the rich get richer and the poor pray to you and perpetuate a lie? How do I know this ain't some big joke? How can I have faith when there is no hope? How the hell does one man have a hundred billion dollars and we still have people on the street that are broke? There's a lot of things I want to talk about and get off my chest. I can't sleep because the devil won't let me rest. I used to know a fucking pastor in a church and I can still hear the screams of the kids even fucking molest. Dear God! to fear you but you ain't said shit so maybe it's you who actually fears me i don't know the answer i just want to see it clearly so many lies and a thousand different theories all i want to know is who really made religion because i know it wasn't you but don't nobody believe me no more lies no more death bring back king bring back x please dear god let their soul rest protect who's left and watch their steps dear god i don't want to have to ask you again i just hope that you know that i'm still a believer so i'll end this all by saying amen Good morning, everyone. How's it going this morning? I'm a little tired. I was up late with the W7 with the ladies. It's a fun time, though. I don't get in there often enough because normally I'm running around like a crazy person after the show, making dinner and whatnot. But uh, I made it early, so it was ready. I just I made soup for dinner last night, so it just came out of the oven when we finished the show. And was able to hop on and hang out with the ladies for three hours or so. If you're not aware, we do uh, a private ladies Zoom room every Wednesday evening at 9 p.m. So just hop in on the Patriot Party chats, either in Pills or Rumble, and ask for the link, and we'll put it out there, or hit up myself or Liana, and We'll be more than happy to give it to you. Really had to Blyana because I'm always looking for this a silly link, but it was a good time. And uh, you know, we we go all over the place. We talk about all kinds of things. But we don't need to talk about God so much there. It's good to be with people people that you know are faithful. Right? You don't have to try and convince them. I feel like I spend a lot of time trying to convince people that God is real and he cares about you. That he's trying to talk to you. You just need to listen. I've told you guys before, or posed this question. What would you do if you heard a voice in your head? Would you think you were crazy? Would you go seek medical attention? Maybe go on drugs? The prescribed kind. Or maybe not. Maybe the other kind. But what if when you ask a question, the next song that comes on the radio seems to answer it? or a video pops up in your Instagram or TikTok or whatever stupid social media 
you use a lot. Or someone pops up in your rumble feed that you've never heard of before that has been given the same message as what's happened with Brother Matt. So, that being said, I want to play a, a video for you guys that popped in my feed this morning. TikTok, I think. Not because, and I don't go in there very much, but I started this little segment thing with Liam called Cooking with Liam on Freedom for Freedom Gardens. Um, and someone sent me a message and I went in there and then the next thing you know, I'm scrolling through videos. Most of them are stupid. Most of them don't even get a half a second. But this one caught my attention. And I think I've heard it before. And yet it seems to have even more meaning now. I love it when that happens. So I'm going to share this with you guys this morning. Right here, changed my whole view on the Bible. Watch to the end. I was in Alaska doing a lawsuit. We're way out in the Aleutian Islands, getting ready to leave and go back to Anchorage and then home. And I had a ticket in my pocket to get on an airplane. And a pastor came up and he said, listen, I can save you money. I said, how's that? He said, I flew a small airplane up here and I fly a small airplane and I can take you in my little airplane and you can save your ticket. And this did not sound, I said, gee, thank you so very, very much. But I've got this ticket. We'll just make our way on home, me and this other lawyer with me. He said, no, 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 you got to do it. you got to do it. And against every better judgment I had, I said, okay. Well, we went out to the airport, took us by his little plane, and I looked at it. And I thought, well, one good thing is shiny. Then he walked around it. We got in. He's on the left front. I'm on the right front. The other lawyer's sitting right behind me. And he started it up, and it started up just fine. Well, we taxied out. I said, should we pray? He said, yeah, that's a good idea. We normally don't. I said, well, this time we're going <laughs> to. And I'm telling you, I prayed five, eight minutes. I prayed a long time. We went and got on the runway. He starts down the runway. The plane lifted off ever so gently, and we start climbing. And it's wonderful. Not a problem in the world. We started climbing, and we flew probably three, four minutes something happened that will never leave my mind the pilot turned to me and he said we're going in the clouds and I can't fly in clouds they make me pass out I said clouds make you do what <laughs> now it's been cloudy all day and we go right up into the clouds and you can't see anything and he looks at me and his eyes roll back in his head and he starts mumbling and he passes out, passed out cold. Now I grabbed him and I shook him and I said, come on, you got to wake up so I can kill you. Now we're in the clouds flying along with no pilot. And my friend in the back seat said, we're dead, aren't we? I said, there's a very good chance of that, yes. He said, what are we going to do? I said, I don't know. But there was a radio right there and I handed him the microphone and I said, start asking for help. So he's in the back seat reaching up and he said, hello, hello. We didn't know any proper radio etiquette. All we were saying was hello. And somebody answered back, hello, hello. 
don't you guys know proper radio etiquette? And I said, yeah. I said, tell them we don't know nothing. Tell them we're in an airplane with a passed out pilot and we don't know how to fly this plane. The guy said, I'm a freighter flying out of Anchorage on the way to Tokyo. And he said, you're telling me you have nobody can fly that plane with you? I said, tell them that's correct. Now you gotta understand, I am sweating bullets. He said, the first thing I'm gonna do is start circling so I don't lose you because I'll fly out of range of your radio and you won't have me anymore. And he said, I'm going to get Anchorage Emergency for you. And Anchorage Emergency will be the people that can maybe help you try to save your life. After about five minutes, Anchorage came on said, we understand you have a passed out pilot. And those of you do not know how to fly that plane. He said, that's right. They said, well, the first thing we got to do is find you. And I'll never forget what this man at Anchorage said. He said, my job is to get you home safe. He said, that's my job. But he said, here's the deal. If you want me to get you home safe, you got to promise me you'll obey my voice. He said, you can't see me, but I can see you. And he said, if you're not going to obey my voice, you're going to die. When you can't see anything, you have no idea how disorientated you become. Finally, he said, okay, I found you. Now, hear me clear. He said, you're four minutes from a mountain. He said, you're going to crash in that mountain and die. Follow my voice. I never said... I have to follow your voice? Is that reasonable? You see, I understood without his voice, I had nothing. And do you understand? Without God's voice, you have nothing. Nothing. Finally, he got his turn. And he said, I'm freezing all the traffic in the area. He said, it's going to take me an hour and a half to get you to Anchorage. And there's a lot of weather between you and Anchorage. You're in for a rough ride. And he said, I want you to hear me. I don't want you to look at what's going on outside. I don't want you to pay attention to the storm, just my voice. He said, if you start watching the storm, you will die. But I'll take you through it. Now, because they cleared all the traffic, several pilots, those nighttime freighters, those 747s started talking to us. They said, we're praying for you, men. You're going to make it. But listen to the voice. That's the key. They said, trust the voice. You realize your head is full of voices. And everybody in this world wants to talk to you. And everybody wants to be the controlling voice. And God says, I want you to be a living sacrifice. I want you to put yourself on the altar and let my voice be your voice. Finally, we went through the worst of the weather, but there was still more. And then the voice came back and he said, now, I'm going to line you up. He said, I'm going to bring you in right down the runway. And at the foot of the runway are some lights and they're in the form of a cross. He said, don't you forget this. The cross is the way home. Finally, he's bringing us down. We still can't see anything. And all he kept saying is, stay with me. My sheep, the Bible says, hear my voice and they follow me. Finally, just a couple hundred feet off the ground, we saw the cross. I landed the plane. In fact, I landed it seven times. Finally, it all came to a stop. And the minute we stopped, the pilot woke up. The voice said, thanks for listening. I watch them crash and burn all the time because they won't follow my voice. They don't understand I'm the one who can see them even when they can't see me. But they get the voices in their head and they kill themselves.
They self-destruct. Thanks for listening to the voice. Then they put us in a motel room in about four in the morning. They knock at my door. I open the door and a man was standing there. He said, hello, David. I said, you're the voice. You're the one who got me home. He said, I am. Do you understand one day you're going to stand before him and say, you were the voice. You're the voice that brought me home. If you're not on that altar as a living sacrifice, your head's full of voices. And then we wonder why kids crash and burn. We wonder why marriages are shattered. And the Lord's saying, I'm the one who has the voice. All I can remember is that voice saying, stay with me. Stay with me. Don't listen to what's going on in your head and don't watch the storm. Stay with me. And I'll take you through. Tonight you have a God who has promised to take you through. A living sacrifice. That's pretty powerful. It's the same message. Stay on your path. Listen to God. When you put him first in your life, everything gets better. Don't look to the right or to the left. Don't worry about how the world is disintegrating around us. Listen to the voice. This may be your last chance. So, before we go too, too long, which we're probably going to, sorry, Liana, let's play the next of Brother Matt's messages. This one is from... October 24th. Well, hello, brothers and sisters. It's Brother Matt, back with another message from the Lord. Originally, I intended today to be reading May 28th, which would have been the final day of the Easter to Pentecost series. But today I'm reading the message the Lord gave me earlier this morning for October 24th, 2023. Um, as always, I am grateful for all of you, uh, those of you who subscribe, those of you who like and, and make comments on this channel. Uh, I encourage you, as, as I always do, if you have prayer requests, put your prayer requests into the comments so that I can pray for you and so that others uh, in this community that's been growing may also pray for you. Um, if you're new to this channel, then I really encourage you to check out the other messages that I've been posting uh, here um, over the last couple of months. Um, so today, October 24th, um, I'm about to read everything the Lord gave me. What, what I do is I just read the message as the Lord gave it to me, everything that he gave me to say. I just read it as he told me to say it. I want to tell you, though, um, that we're going to come to a part in this where there is kind of a vision 
piece. And so I'll share that when I come to it. And also there is an answer to something that the Lord uh, put into the last message that I shared, which was from May 27th about uh, two names for one. And so actually there was kind of a revelation about what that meant that the Lord gave me uh, early this morning. So having said all of that, uh, Lord, I just pray that you would speak and have your way uh, as we read this word. Um, Lord, I pray that you would accomplish everything that you intend to accomplish uh, as I read. And Lord, God, move as you would move in the hearts of those who hear. Uh, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, October 24, 2023. This is what it says. We tested the Spirit first. And this is how the Lord responded. Jesus is he who was born of the virgin, spoken of by the prophets. He who is called savior of the world. He is the Nazarene. He who was crucified for your sin, who was buried in a tomb. Jesus, the anointed one, who was risen from the dead on the third day. He is the only son of the living God. He is the lamb who is seated on the throne. The only one who is worthy to open the scroll. He is the lamb of God. He is the lion of Judah. He is the seed of Abraham. He has come in the flesh and he is coming again. This Jesus whom you saw ascend into heaven, you shall see return in the same manner with his mighty host. Call on him and be saved, you who are wise. Call on him while there is yet time for you. There is little time left. My judgment issues forth from the throne of God. It has been declared upon this earth and who could hope to hold it back? My righteous decrees shall not be supplanted, but will be established upon the earth, upon those who dwell on the earth. No flesh may hide from the light of my gaze or from the hand of my judgment. For the day of judgment is upon you, O nations, O peoples, O tribes, O tongues, O men. My righteousness demands satisfaction. If you would stand in the day, it is only by the blood that you might find an entrance. It is only through the shed blood of the Lamb of God, given for your sins, given by my own hand, that you might stand on the day. I have warned you, O people, I have counseled you, O men, to call upon the name 
to claim his blood as a covering. I have sent my witnesses among you to plead with you, to call out to you that you might repent, might return, that you might find salvation, that you might enter and receive my mercy, my grace. Yet your ears were dull. Your eyes cannot see. The door is closing for you, O oh man. Still, you would ask for a sign, for a wonder. Still, you would say, prove to me that you are God, and then I will believe. Oh, foolish man, even if I sent to you one from among the dead, still you would not believe. I have given you everything that is required. I have poured out myself upon this world. I have sent my messengers, my prophets. I have given you my word. I have put signs and wonders all around you, and yet still you do not see. Blessed are those who believe, though they do not see, for they will be rewarded with sight. They will see my face. Those who ask for evidence deny the evidence that is ever before them, the evidence that is written into their very cells, into their very bodies, into their world all around them. I am the pearl of great price. Blessed are you who have found me. Hold on to what has been given to you. Hold on to the pearl with both hands, O children of the Lord. So this is where the vision part came in. And I saw, um, I saw tanks um, amidst rubble, like coming over a hill of rubble and then descending down into a valley of rubble. And then the Lord said, two fronts. And then following that is when I got the answer to two names for one. So what the Lord revealed to me is that two names for one is referring to two names uh, that are different names for the same thing. And in this case, uh, what he seems to be saying is two names for one enemy or for one common uh, enemy. So after revealing that, then the Lord continued. And this is what he said. Hezbollah, Hamas. Two names for one. The whole world sets itself against my people. After this part, then I saw uh, 
some more vision stuff. And here I saw the little man again. Now, in a previous video, I mentioned this in a vision, this little man uh, in, in an earlier in an earlier passage on April 25th, I think it was, I, I referred to him as the tiny king. That was how he appeared to me in that vision. Um, but the last couple of times I've seen him, he's been the little man. Uh, somehow he reminds me of Napoleon. And um, so I saw him and he was conducting like with his hands, like he was conducting an orchestra and he was dancing. And in my mind, I thought, this is the, the choir of Armageddon. And he waves with one hand and before him, a, a hill uh, rose up out of the ground, a hill of rubble. And then um, I, 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 I wrote or I recorded, he waves his hand and one hill rises. It is a nation. Uh, like a wave rising up. And then with his other hand, he motioned to another place and another of these hills rose up before him. Um, so after I saw that, then the Lord continued. And this is what uh, he said as he continued. These are the powers, the principalities rising up, raising their hill. Do not be startled by what you see. This is the long-expected hour. It steadily approaches. Though you grieve, know that I, the Lord, am seated on my throne. Do not fear. Do not be alarmed by what you see. I have told you beforehand what must take place. It is written. You have seen it. You have studied it long. Therefore, be not surprised as you see it coming steadily upon you. For those who long to see my day, I tell you, soon you shall see. For those who seek to hide themselves, say, there is nowhere that you might hide. The mountains will not hide you. The seas will not hide you. There is nowhere you can go to escape my gaze. You will stumble over me, for I am the cornerstone. Though you seek to hide, O foolish man, my people welcome me. Welcome the light of my gaze, for they will stand on the day of judgment. They will not shrink back in fear. I have established them in my blood. I have given them a place at my table by my side. I have washed them. I have cleansed them. I have given them a clean robe to wear, and a new name written on a stone. I, the Lord, have declared it, 
as I have declared many times before. Wise is he who heeds the words of this prophecy. Finish it, O servant of the Lord, and do not delay. Cherish the time that remains with those you love, for there is a great change coming. Uh, so that is the word uh, that the Lord gave me for April 24th and the vision uh, contained within. You know, what shall I say? Um, time is certainly seems to be short. The message continues in urgency. If you do not know him, I, I beg you, call on his name. Seek for him. Reach for him. He is available to you. Call on the name of Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, and be saved. None of us, through our own working, will ever do enough to cancel out our, our sin and our offenses because our sin is written into our flesh. We are trapped in bodies that, that have a sin nature. The, the Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's Romans 3.23. There is nothing you can do. There is, there is no amount of good works you can do to level it out. But God has made a provision for you because he loves you. He has given his own son. He has given the blood of Jesus Christ to cover your sin so that you won't have to pay the price that you deserve right? For the penalty of sin is death. That's what the scripture says. But you don't have to pay that price because the price has already been paid for you on the cross. God demonstrates his love for you and that even though you were a sinner, even though you were an offense to God, Jesus Christ died for you. He is coming back. He is coming soon. So if you haven't called on his name, I pray today would be the day for you that you would call on his name, that you would confess his name, that you would repent of your sin, and that you would be saved. Right? The Bible says, all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's in Romans chapter 10. I pray for you. Brothers and sisters, I'm grateful for all of you who've stuck with me over these months. And as we come to the end of these Pentecost messages soon, um, I'm grateful for all of you, and uh, I'll see you next time. Well, hey, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Brother Matt. I'll watch that one tomorrow, unless there's a newer message in the meantime. So let's pray. Dear God, thank you. for giving us the strength and energy to do everything we need to do to prepare for your return as we know that it is coming very soon. Thank you for sending us your messengers. Once again, I've not heard that message before. And the video I played for you at the very beginning 
lined right up. That's God's work. Thank you, God, for giving us the eyes to see, the ears to hear your words. Thank you for giving us the discernment to be able to separate the lies from the truths and the courage to speak those truths and to speak about you, even though we may be ridiculed or mocked, it doesn't matter. We ask you, God, please, to soften the hearts of those that we would love to join us on our path back to you. Thank you for our animals who show us what it is to live for you, for our children, whose innocence reminds us of what we're fighting for. Thank you for our friends and family. I hope you heed that word and spend as much time with the ones that you love as you can because we are in for a very great change very soon. More signs appear every day. Big signs. Watch the skies. Thank you, God, for my husband. Mostly, thank you for life every single day. Thank you for life. So, we're listening to 777 Hertz DNA Repair Miracles Healing Code in the background here. You know, seven's God's favorite number, right? And that's saying something. All right. Yesterday, we finished chapter 13 of the second book of Kings. And today, we start with chapter 14. Chapter 14 of the second book of Kings. In the second year of Joash, son of Jehoahaz, king of Israel, reigned Amaziah, the son of Joash, king of Judah. He was 20 and five years old when he began to reign and reigned 20 and nine years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Jehodadan of Jerusalem. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. Yet not like David, his father, he did according to all things as Joash, his father did. Howbeit the high places were not taken away. As yet the people did sacrifice and burnt incense on the high places. And it came to pass, as soon as the kingdom was confirmed in his hand, that he slew his servants, which had slain the king his father. But the children of the murderers he slew not, according unto that which is written in the book of the law of Moses, wherein the law commanded, saying, The fathers shall not be put to death for the children, nor the children be put to death for the fathers. But every man shall be put to death for his own sin. He slew of Edom in the valley of salt ten thousand, and he took Slea, 
Sela, by war, and called the name of it Jokthil unto this day. Then Amaziah sent messengers to Jehoash, the son of Jehoahaz, son of Jehu, king of Israel, saying, Come, let us look one another in the face. And Jehoash, the king of Israel, sent to Amaziah, king of Judah, saying, That the thistle that was in Lebanon sent to the cedar that was in Lebanon, saying, Give thy daughter to my son to wife. And there passed by a wild beast that was in Lebanon and trod down the thistle. Thou hast indeed smitten Edom, and thine heart hath lifted thee up. Glory of this, and tarry at home, for why shouldest thou meddle to thy hurt, that thou shouldest fall, even thou, and Judah with thee? But Amaziah would not hear. Therefore Jehoash king of Israel went up, and he and Amaziah king of Judah looked one another in the face at Beth Shemesh, which belongeth to Judah. And Judah was put to the worst before Israel, and they fled every man to their tents. And Jehoash king of Israel took Amaziah king of Judah, the son of Jehoash, the son of Ahaziah, at Beth Shemesh, and came to Jerusalem, and brake down the wall of Jerusalem from the gate of Ephraim unto the corner gate, four hundred cubits. And he took all the gold and silver, and all the vessels that were found in the house of the Lord, and in the treasures of the king's house, and hostages, and returned to Samaria. Now the rest of the acts of Jehoash, which he did, and his might, and how he fought with Amaziah king of Judah, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? And Jehoash slept with his fathers, and was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel. And Jeroboam his son reigned in his stead. And Amaziah, the son of Joash, king of Judah, lived after the death of Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz, king of Israel, 15 years. And the rest of the acts of Amaziah, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? Now they make a conspiracy against him in Jerusalem, and he fled to Lachish. But they sent after him to Lachish and slew him there. And they brought him on horses, and he was buried at Jerusalem with his fathers in the city of David. And all the people of Judah took Azariah, which was 16 years old, and made him king instead of his father Amaziah. And he built Eloth and restored it to Judah. After that, the king slept with his fathers. In the 15th year of Amaziah, the son of Joash, king of Judah, Jeroboam, the son of Joash, king of Israel, began to reign in Samaria and reigned forty and one years. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. He departed not from all the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who made Israel to sin. He restored the coast of Israel from the entering of Hamath onto the sea of the plain, according to the word of the Lord God of Israel, which he spake by the hand of his servant Jonah, the son of Amittai, the prophet, which was of Gathhefer. For the Lord saw the affliction of Israel, that it was very bitter. For there was not any shut up, nor any left, nor any helper for Israel. And the Lord said not that he would blot out the name of Israel from under heaven, but he saved them by the hand of Jeroboam, the son of Joash. Now the rest of the acts of Jeroboam and all that he did and his might, how he warred and how he recovered Damascus and Hamath, which belonged to Judah, for Israel. Are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? 
And Jeroboam slept with his fathers, even with the kings of Israel. And Zechariah, his son, reigned in his stead. Chapter 15. In the twenty and seventh year of Jeroboam, king of Israel, began Azariah, son of Amaziah, king of Judah, to reign. Sixteen years old was he when he began to reign, and he reigned two and fifty years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jecolia of Jerusalem, and he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah had done, save that the high places were not removed. The people sacrificed and burnt incense still on the high places. And the Lord smote the king so that he was a leper unto the day of his death and dwelt in a several house. And Jotham, the king's son, was over the house, judging the people of the land. And the rest of the acts of Azariah and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Judah? So Azariah slept with his fathers, and they buried him with his fathers in the city of David. And Jotham, his son, reigned in his stead. In the thirty and eighth year of Azariah of Judah, king of Judah, did Zechariah, the son of Jeroboam, reign over Israel in Samaria six months. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, as his fathers had done. He departed not from the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who made Israel to sin. And Shalom, the son of Jabesh, conspired against him and smote him before the people and slew him and reigned in his stead. And the rest of the acts of Zechariah, behold, they are written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel. This was the word of the Lord, which he spake unto Jehu, saying, Thy son shall sit on the throne of Israel unto the fourth generation. And so it came to pass. Shalom the son of Jabesh began to reign in the nine and thirtieth year of Uzziah king of Judah, and he reigned a full month in Samaria. For Menahem, the son of Gadi, went up from Terzah and came to Samaria and smote Shalom, the son of Jabesh, in Samaria and slew him and reigned in his stead. And the rest of the acts of Shalom and his conspiracy, which he made, behold, they are written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel. Then Menahem smote Tipshah and all that were therein and the coast thereof from Terzah, because they opened not to him, therefore he smote it. And all the women therein that were with child he ripped up. And in the ninth and thirtieth year of Azariah king of Judah began Mahanahem the son of Gadi to reign over Israel and reigned ten years in Samaria. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. He departed not all his days from the sons of Jeroboam the son of Nebat who made Israel to sin. And Pul the king of Assyria came against the land. And Menahem gave Pul a thousand talents of silver, that his hand might be with him to confirm the kingdom in his hand. And Menahem exacted the money of Israel, even of all the mighty men of wealth, each man fifty shekels of silver, to give, give to the king of Assyria. So the king of Assyria turned back and stayed not there in the land. And the rest of the acts of Menahem and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Israel? And Menahem slept with his fathers, and Pekahiah, his son, reigned in his stead. In the fiftieth year of Azariah, king of Judah, Pekahiah, the son of Menahem, began to reign over Israel in Samaria, and reigned two years. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. 
he departed not from the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who made Israel to sin. But Pekah, the son of Ramalia, a captain of his, conspired against him and smote him in Samaria in the place of the king's house with Argob and Aria, and with him 50 men of the Gileadites, and he killed him and reigned in his room. And the rest of the acts of Pekahiah and all that he did, behold, they are written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel. In the two and fiftieth year of Azariah, king of Judah, Pekah, the son of Ramalia, began to reign over Israel in Samaria and reigned twenty years. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. He departed not from the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who made Israel to sin. In the days of Pekah, king of Israel, came Tiglath-Pileser, king of Assyria, and took Ijon and Abel-Beth-Makach and Genoa and Kadesh and Hazor and Gilead and Galilee, all the land of Naphtali, and carried them captive to Assyria. And Hoshea, the son of Elah, made a conspiracy against Pekah, the son of Ramalia, and smote him and slew him and reigned in his stead in the twentieth year of Jotham, the son of Uzziah. And the rest of the acts of Pekah and all that he did, behold, they are written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel. In the second year of Pekah, the son of Ramalia, king of Israel, began Jotham, the son of Uzziah, king of Judah, to reign. Five and twenty years old was he when he began to reign, and he reigned sixteen years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Jerusha, the son of Zadok, the, I'm sorry, the daughter of Zadok. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. He did according to all that his father Uzziah had done. Howbeit the high places were not removed, the people sacrificed and burned incense still in the high places. He built the higher gate of the house of the Lord. Now the rest of the acts of Jotham and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Judah? In those days the Lord began to send against Judah Rezin in the king of Syria and Pekah the son of Ramalia. And Jotham slept with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of David his father. And Azah his son reigned in his stead. Chapter 16 in the seventeenth year of Pekah, the son of Ramalia, Azah, the son of Jotham, king of Judah, began to reign. Twenty years old was Ahaz, Ahaz when he began to reign, and reigned sixteen years in Jerusalem, and did not that which was right in the sight of the Lord his God, like David his father. But he walked in the way of the kings of Israel, yea, and made his son to pass through fire, according to the abominations of the heathen, whom the Lord cast out from before the children of Israel. And he sacrificed and burnt incense in the high places and on the hills and under every green tree. Then Rezin, king of Syria, and Pekah, sons of Ramalia, king of Israel, came up to Jerusalem to war, and they besieged Ahaz, but could not overcome him. At that time, Rezin, king of Syria, recovered Eloth to Syria and drave the Jews from Eloth. And the Syrians came to Eloth and dwelt there unto this day. So Ahaz sent messengers to Tiglath-Pileser, king of Syria, saying, I am thy servant and thy son. Come up and save me out of the hand of the king of Syria 
and out of the hand of the king of Israel, which rise up against me. And Ahaz took the silver and gold that was found in the house of the Lord and in the treasures of the king's house and sent it for a present to the king of Assyria. And the king of Assyria hearkened unto him, for the king of Assyria went up against Damascus and took it and carried the people of it captive to Kir and slew Rezin. And King Ahaz went to Damascus to meet Tiglath-Pileser, king of Assyria, and saw an altar that was at Damascus. And King Ahaz sent to Uriah, the priest of the fashion of the altar, and the pattern of it, according to all the workmanship thereof. And Uriah, the priest, built an altar according to all that King Ahaz had sent from Damascus. So Uriah, the priest, made it against the King Ahaz came from Damascus. And when the king was come from Damascus, the king saw the altar, and the king approached to the altar and offered thereon. And he burnt his burnt offering and his meat offering and poured his drink offering and sprinkled the blood of his peace offerings upon the altar. And he brought also the brazen altar, which was before the Lord from the forefront of the house, from between the altar and the house of the Lord, and put it on the north side of the altar. And King Ahaz commanded Uriah the priest, saying, Upon the great altar burn the morning burnt offering, and the evening meat offering, and the king's burnt sacrifice and his meat offering, with the burnt offering of all the people of the land, and their meat offering and their drink offerings, and sprinkle upon it all the blood of the burnt offering, and all the blood of the sacrifice, and the brazen altar shall be for me to inquire by. Thus did Urijah the priest, according to all that King Ahaz commanded. And King Ahaz cut off the borders of the bases and removed the layer from off them and took down the sea from off the brazen oxen that were under it and put it upon a pavement of stones and the covert for the Sabbath that they had built in the house. And the king's entry without turned he from the house of the Lord for the king of Assyria. Now the rest of the acts of Ahaz, which he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Judah? And Ahaz slept with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of David. And Hezekiah, his son, reigned in his stead. So that concludes chapter 16 of the second book of Kings. For today, we will pick up with chapter 17 tomorrow. So, Liana is coming up next. We will be broadcasting her show on our show, on our channels as well. So, you're welcome to watch either on uh, pill.net and Rumble on the Liana Wilbert channel. Um, or here, right here on the Patriot, Podca Patriot Podcast channels. Blah, blah, I'm having trouble speaking today. And Mick and I will be back tonight, 5.45 for the pre-show for the Patriot Party Podcast, 6 p.m. for the start of the regular show. So come and check us out there. And until then, I pray that the Lord keeps you safe and secure in the shadow of his wings until he returns. So until then, I will see you all on the flip side. I hope you have a great day. Thanks for watching. Good morning, everybody. How are we doing this morning? It's Friday. 
It is Friday, right? I think so. It's a cold Friday out there. It's only going to get colder. You're absolutely right, Wix. Mm. So I am uh, attempting to get organized. I told you all this. My New Year's resolution, as it were, to try and get organized. Time management is the key. So first I cleaned and reorganized my kitchen, made it more workflow efficient because I spend a lot of time in the kitchen. And I'm keeping it clean. Wicks, you'd be so proud of me. Seriously, it's still clean for when you were here the other day. And I'm going to try and go through my house, essentially, one room at a time. Mind you, we've only lived here for two years. It doesn't matter. It's like a shit bomb exploded in my house. Stuff everywhere. Because it's very easy to get overwhelmed. Very easy. And a lot of times when you get overwhelmed, you just freeze. You stop. I like to say the more you have to do, the more you get done. But really it's when you don't have very much to do, you get nothing done. Right? So time management. However, how do you fit in the things that God wants you to do with the stuff that you need to do. I know, Wix. I know I have two boys. Thank you very much. <laughs> We're working on it. I'm doing Liam's new room next. But uh, how do you fit essentially two lives in one? Right? How do you do everything you need to do to prepare for God's return? To do the things that you feel pressed to do. Right? You, the, the things you feel you have to do, the things you feel that God is telling you to do. How do you do all that and still do everything to keep your own life running? I'm blessed with some more flexibility than most people because I got out of my rut, but I've been there. There was most of my life from the time I was, I don't know, as soon as I hit the work, the working force, right? The work world, especially once I went corporate and became a manager. All you do is a lot of times it seems like you just get up, you go to work, you come back, maybe you make dinner, you eat something real quick, you go to bed so you can get up and do it again the next day. And everything else kind of falls by the wayside. And you spend your day off cleaning your house, maybe, or sleeping. Or if you have kids, maybe you get to spend a couple hours with them, maybe. 
it's very, it's easy to get stuck in a rut in this world. But you don't have to be. When you listen to God, when you actually put both feet on your path, your whole life will change. First off, a lot of your stress and anxiety will kind of go away, even as the world gets crazier around you. Your whole life will change. You may quit your job. Or change your job. You may move. You may get married. Often when you put both feet on your path, the person that you're supposed to be with comes into your life. Often happens pretty quick, actually. Just pray for it. That's something you want. That's what happened with Brother Matt. When you listen to God, when you put God first in your life, everything gets better. But then once you're halfway down that path, you see the end in sight. You know we're in the end days. You know that shit's really about to hit the fan. How do you balance? How do you balance? How do you do everything that God wants you to do and still keep your own life afloat? Time. Time management. When you understand time for what it is, a chain, it's easier to break, easier to manipulate. You gotta set your mind to it. So, there's a lot to get done. Maybe that's why I'm trying to get organized because there's so much to do. Things I've been told very specifically that I need to do, like write books. And yet I still have to keep food on the table, which means putting plants in the ground. There's a lot to be done. But the more you have to do, the more you get done. So set a plan for yourself. God has a plan for you. Do you have a plan for yourself? Do you have a daily plan? A weekly plan? A monthly plan? Write things down. Put it somewhere where you can see it. A dry erase board. I was talking last night about these dry erase boards you can cut and stick. I got a whole roll of it. I'm going to put some in here to remind me to turn on the Red Pill Project at 6 p.m.
But I have them out in the pool house, out in my little workshop. Tell me what to do and when. Not what to do, but rather what my goals are. If you don't know what your goals are, how can you ever meet them? And don't set too much for yourself in one day because everything will take twice as long as you expect it to. And then when you don't meet all of those goals, you're going to get disappointed in the next day. You're just going to say, I'm not going to do anything. Set one task for yourself for a day, one major task. Sit down on Sunday and say, what am I going to do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? One major task. And complete it. And then listen. And I don't mean like, well, then listen to God and write down what you think that your God tasks are for the week. What does God want you to complete? What do you need to do? If he's going to come back next Sunday, what do you need to get done before that happens? What are your priorities? Think about it. Set your mind to it. Anyway, I don't know where all that came from, to be honest, but um, that's often what happens when I open my mouth. Brother Matt has a new message from yesterday. So let's listen to that. I've not heard it yet, as usual. And uh, then we'll get into our reading. Uh, hey, brothers and sisters, it's Brother Matt back with another message from the Lord. The message I'm going to share today is from January 11th, 2024. So just from early this morning. If you're new to this channel, um, what I do here is I share the messages the Lord has given me. Uh, just the way that they are, uh, word for word, the way that he gave them to me without any interpretation or any extra uh, commentary or anything like that. Um, you can check out the other messages that I posted here on the channel. I also publish these, uh, the written form of all this stuff on Substack. So you can go there and read that. And I'm kind of excited to tell you guys that um, the other thing I've done is, you know, when this thing with the Lord began uh, back in Easter, really the first thing that he said to me was to write it in a book. It was actually the first line of the message on uh, that Easter Sunday in 2023. And over the next 50 days of him giving me messages, you know, I recorded all that. I put all of that out on the channel and I'm putting it out kind of day by day on the Substack now. But um the last couple of months, I've worked on putting all of that material together with some annotations and Bible cross-references and things like that and getting it formatted. And um, so I'm excited to say that now I have that whole series of messages, um, which I kind of call the Eastertide messages because it's that period from Passover to Easter. All of that is available now on Amazon. Uh, in Kindle and in print. Um, so if you want to have a paper copy of all of this stuff, uh, you can. 
of those first 50 days. Um, you can order it. I'll put a link in the description so you can check it out. And um, yeah, so I wanted you to know that that was available and uh, kind of putting that out there now. And, um, you know, hopefully, I guess the next step will be to take everything else he's given me since then and maybe put that together. But, uh, you know, you could always read it on the Substack. You can always get the videos here as well. Um, but if you want a print copy or you want a Kindle copy so you can have all of it together with the notes and all that stuff, that's available to you now. So, um, brothers and sisters, as always, I'm blessed and encouraged by all of you to be able to um, interact with you guys online and and on the uh, in the comments section and things like that. If you have prayer requests, please do put your requests in there um, so that uh, I can pray for you and so others can pray for you. I know we've got a lot of folks um, going through some tough, really tough situations right now. Um, and so uh, as I as I think of those folks um, and pray for them, I, I just want to encourage you guys to be praying for each other. If you see a prayer request in there, take a moment, stop and pray. That's the thing we can do to support each other. Okay. Having said all of that, uh, I want to go ahead and get to the message for January 11th, 2024. Um, this one's a bit long. And uh, yeah, well, anyway, here we go. I, the Lord, he who set the stars in their place, he who set the sun and the moon on their pathways, the architect of the heavens, he who forged the mountains and carved out the valleys with his hand, who pulled the oceans in their places, he who knows the storehouses of the wind and the rain, he who sets the times, author of your days, he who holds the seasons in his hand, I am he. He who was of old, the everlasting father, the faithful one, he who sets the foundations, he who is the cornerstone, he who is Emmanuel, the God who is with you. He who is coming soon. For I am coming. I will gather my wheat into the storehouse. I will call the sheep of my pasture. I will come for what is mine. Heaven and earth shall be filled with my glory. For I am he who fills all in all. As the water covers the sea, so shall my glory fill the earth. I am he who is called the Holy One, the Righteous One. He who comes to judge all flesh. He who judges even the living and the dead. He who shall rule the nations with a rod of iron. I am the Alpha. I am the Omega. First and last, there is none like me. I am the King of all kings. I am the Lord of all lords. I am the God above all gods. I am he who treads the winepress, the vine dresser, and the vine. He who is branch and root of Jesse. He who crushes the head of the serpent. 
I am he who overcomes and who is not overcome. I am he to whom all princes must kneel. I am he who holds all authority in heaven and on the earth. The earth is mine. The heavens are mine. I am the author. I am the perfecter. He who is called Savior and Lord of all. Jesus the Nazarene, he who took on flesh and dwelt among you, he who conquered death on the cross, he who is not conquered, but who surely rose on the third day. I am he who was beheld by many after my resurrection, he who walked the road, whose hands you beheld, whose side you touched, who ascended before your very eyes. I am he who speaks to you. Listen to me and obey my voice, all of you who have ears to hear. You of little strength, I know you are weary. I have seen your brokenness, and I know that you long for me. Hold on, for I have not forsaken you. For I see you even now. Soon I will come for you. Only endure a little while longer. Find in me renewed strength that you might stand firm until the day. I have not forgotten my promises. I am the faithful one. Surely I will do all I have promised. Lift up your eyes, for soon you shall see the salvation of your God. The one who is weary shall rejoice for my coming day. To the one who stands at a distance, it is time to come home. I am the answer. I am your peace, your comfort, your rest, your hope. I am your salvation. In me is restoration for your soul and reconciliation. Come home to me. I am waiting for you with outstretched arms to welcome you. I offer you a ring for your finger and a fine robe to wear. Though you have strayed far, your father waits for you to welcome you home. Take my hand and be set free. You have only to reach out to me. For even now I would receive you, O son, O daughter, return to me, return to those who sleep, I say, wake up, O sleeper, rise from your bed, that the light of the Lord might shine upon you. 
Wake up, for it is the final hour. Yet even now, you would turn back to your slumber. Wake up, O oh sleepers. Wake up. I am even at the door. O oh, you children, come unto me, for your heavenly Father is waiting for you with arms open wide to receive you. Come unto me. Give this warning to the nations. Listen to me, O you nations, O you princes, O you peoples of the land. I, the Lord, am coming soon, and my winnowing fork is in my hand. I will reap you, O nations. I will sift you, I will shake you, that I might reap that which is mine. You cannot resist me. Therefore, if you were wise, you would open up your gates, open up your doors, that I, the King of glory, might come into you. I will take that which is mine. Hearken unto me, O you princes, and you who count yourselves wise, for I am coming soon. Listen, O children, for it is the final hour. Prepare yourselves for me. Wash your robes, that you might appear before me as a spotless bride who awaits her bridegroom's call. For the trumpet will sound, and the call shall go out. Make ready, make ready, for the bridegroom has come, and the feast is at hand. Send for the guests, tell them the feast is at hand. Send out the call. Sorry. Tell them the feast is at hand. Tell them the day is upon them. Send out the call that all might come in while the door is open. I, the Lord, have spoken. Declare this word unto them. Have no fear. For the great day, the day is upon you. You who are mine, who long for the day, shall rejoice at its coming. But for those who remain outside the gate, it will be for you a day of sorrow and woe. I am he who holds the scroll. I am he who is called worthy. I am he who breaks the seals. I am the lamb who was slain. I am the lion of Judah. I am the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the living God. He who sits on the throne. He who is coming soon. Look for me. 
look for the sign of my coming. Brothers and sisters, that is, uh, that's the message for January 11, 2024. I pray wherever you are that the Lord would comfort you, be with you, encourage you, restore you today, and draw you close to himself. Uh, brothers and sisters, I pray you be blessed. I'm grateful for all of you, and uh, I'll see you again next time. God bless. Thank you, Brother Matt. It's a lot. I do have another message to put out, but I'll, I think I'll tell you at the end. For now, let's pray. Dear God, thank you for giving us the strength and energy to do everything we need to do to prepare for your return, which is coming very, very, very soon. Please give us the strength and grace to protect the ones we love from the spiritual attacks that are coming as well. Help us to put on our armor, your armor. We will need it very soon. Now. Dear God, we ask that you help heal those who are sick. Physically, mentally, and spiritually. Dear God, we thank you. We thank you for our animals who show us what it is to live for you alone. And what unconditional love truly is. We thank you for our children whose innocence reminds us of what we're fighting for. We thank you for our friends and family. We pray that you'll soften the hearts of those that we would like to join us on our path towards you. God, I thank you for my husband. And I ask that you please, please give me the strength I need to protect him
I ask that you give strength to all the wives of the messengers to protect them. I know the beast walks this earth right now as I speak. God, please protect us. Please keep us safe and strong. Give us the energy that we need to fight him, all of us. That fight is nigh, that fight is coming. It is almost upon us. Dear God, I thank you for life every single day. I thank you for life. So. Mm. Yesterday, in the second book of Kings, we finished chapter 16. <coughs> we went through a whole bunch of Kings yesterday. And almost all of them followed in the ways of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat. Did not do good in the sight of the Lord. And yet the Lord still has patience because he keeps his promises that he made to David. So chapter 17 in the second book of Kings. In the 12th year of Ahaz, king of Judah, began Hoshea, the son of Elah, to reign in Samaria over Israel nine years. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, but not as the kings of Israel that were before him. Against him came up Shalmaneser, king of Assyria, and Hoshea became his servant and gave him presents. And the king of Assyria found conspiracy in Hoshea, for he had sent messengers to So, king of Egypt, and brought no present to the king of, as, of Assyria, as he had done year by year. Therefore, the king of Assyria shut him up and bound him in a prison. Then the king of Assyria came up throughout all the land and went up to Samaria and besieged it three years. In the ninth year of Hoshea, the king of Assyria took Samaria and carried Israel away into Assyria and placed them in Hala and in Habor by the river of Gozan and in the cities of the Medes. For so it was that the children of Israel had sinned against the Lord their God, which had brought them out of the land of Egypt from under the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and had feared other gods and walked in the statutes of the heathen, whom the Lord cast out from before the children of Israel and of the kings of Israel, which they had made. And the children of Israel did secretly those things that were not right against the Lord their God. And they built them high places in all their cities, from the tower of the watchman to the fenced city. And they set them up images and groves in every high hill and under every green tree. 
And there they burnt incense in all the high places, as did the heathen whom the Lord carried away before them, and wrought wicked things to provoke the Lord to anger. For they served idols, whereof the Lord had said unto them, Ye shall not do this thing. Yet the Lord testified against Israel and against Judah by all the prophets and by all the seers, saying, Turn ye from your evil ways and keep my commandments and my statutes according to all the law which I commanded your fathers and which I sent to you by my servants, the prophets. Notwithstanding, they would not hear, but hardened their necks like to the neck of their fathers that did not believe in the Lord their God. And they rejected his statutes and his covenant that he made with their fathers and his testimonies, which he testified against them. And they followed vanity and became vain and went after the heathen that were round about them concerning whom the Lord had charged them and that they should not do like them. And they left all the commandments of the Lord, their God, and made them molten images, even two calves and made a grove and worshiped all the hosts of heaven and served Baal. And they caused their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire and use divination and enchantments and sold themselves to do evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. Therefore, the Lord was very angry with Israel and removed them out of his sight. There was none left but the tribe of Judah only. And Judah kept not the commandments of the Lord their God, but walked in the statutes of Israel, which they had made. And the Lord rejected all the seed of Israel and afflicted them and delivered them into the hands of spoilers until he had cast them out of his sight. For he rent Israel from the house of David, and they made Jeroboam the son of Nebat king. And Jeroboam drave Israel from following the Lord and made them sin a great sin. For the children of Israel walked in all the sins of Jeroboam, which he did, and de they departed not from them until the Lord removed Israel out of his sight, as he had said by all of his servants, the prophets. So was Israel carried away out of their own land to Assyria unto this day. And the king of Assyria brought men from Babylon and from Kutan, from Avon, from Hamath, and from Shepvarium, and placed them in the cities of Samaria instead of the children of Israel. And they possessed Samaria and dwelt in the cities thereof. And so it was at the beginning of their dwelling there that they feared not the Lord. Therefore, the Lord sent lions among them, which slew some of them. Wherefore, they spake to the king of Assyria, saying, The nations which thou hast removed and placed in the cities of Samaria know not the manner of the God of the land. Therefore, he hath sent lions among them. And behold, they slay them because they knew not the manner of the God of the land. Then the king of Assyria commanded, saying, Carry thither one of the priests whom you brought from thence, and let them go and dwell there, and let him teach them the manner of the God of the land. Then one of the priests whom they had carried away from Samaria came and dwelt in Bethel, and taught them how they should fear the Lord. Howbeit every nation made gods of their own, and put them in the houses of the high places which the Samar Samaritans had made every nation which their cities wherein they dwelt. And the men of Babylon made Sukkoth Benoth, and the men of Cuth made Nergal, and the men of Hamath made Ashima, and the Avites made Nibaz and Tartak, and the Servites burnt their children in fire to Adremelech and Anemelech, the gods of Sepharim. 
And so they feared the Lord and made themselves unto, made unto themselves of the lowest of them priests of the high places, which sacrificed for them in the houses of the high places. They feared the Lord and served their own gods after the manner of the nations whom they carried away from thence. Unto this day they do after the former manners. They fear not the Lord, neither do they after their statutes or after their ordinances or after the law and commandment which the Lord commanded the children of Jacob, whom he named Israel, with whom the Lord had made a covenant and charged them, saying, Ye shall not fear other gods, nor bow yourselves to them, nor serve them, nor sacrifice to them. But the Lord, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt with great power and a stretched out arm, him ye shall fear, him ye shall worship, and to him you do sacrifice. And the statutes and the ordinances and the law and the commandment which he wrote for you, ye shall observe to do forevermore, and ye shall not fear other gods. And the covenant that I have made with you, ye shall not forget, neither shall ye fear other gods. But the Lord your God ye shall fear, and he shall deliver you out of the hand of all your enemies. Howbeit they did not hearken, but they did after their former manner. So these nations feared the Lord and served their graven images, both their children and their children's children, as did their fathers. So do they unto this day. Chapter 18. <clears throat> now it came to pass in the third year of Hosea, Hosh, I'm sorry, Hoshea, son of Elah, king of Israel, that his Hezekiah, the son of Ahaz, king of Judah, began to reign. Twenty and five years old was he when he began to reign, and he reigned twenty and nine years in Jerusalem. His mother's name also was Abi, the daughter of Zechariah. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that David his father did. He removed the high places and break the images and cut down the groves and break in pieces the brazen serpent that Moses had made. For unto those days the children of Israel did burn incense to it, and he called it Neshutan. He trusted in the Lord God of Israel, so that after him was none like him among all the kings of Judah, nor any that were before him. For he clave to the Lord and departed not from following him, but kept his commandments, which the Lord commanded Moses. And the Lord was with him, and he prospered whithersoever he went forth, and he rebelled against the king of Assyria and served him not. He smote the Philistines even unto Gaza and the borders thereof from the tower of the watchmen to the fenced city. And it came to pass in the fourth year of King Hezekiah, which was the seventh year of Hoshea, son of Elah, king of Israel, that Shalmaneser, king of Assyria, came up against Samaria and besieged it. And at the end of three years, they took it. Even in the sixth year of Hezekiah, that is the ninth year of Hoshea, king of Israel, Samaria was taken. And the king of Assyria did carry away Israel onto Assyria and put them in Hala and Haber by the river of the Gozan and in the cities of the Medes. Because they obeyed not the voice of the Lord their God, but transgressed his covenant and all that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded and would not hear them nor do them. Now in the 14th year of King Hezekiah, 
did Shennacherib, king of Assyria, come up against all the fenced cities of Judah and took them. And Hezekiah, king of Judah, sent to king of Assyria to Lashish, saying, I have offended. Return from me. That which thou puttest on me I will bear. And the king of Assyria appointed unto Hezekiah, king of Judah, 300 talents of silver and 30 talents of gold. And Hezekiah gave him all the silver that was found in the house of the Lord and in the treasures of the king's house. At that time did Hezekiah cut off the gold from the doors of the temple of the Lord and from the pillars which Hezekiah, king of Judah, had overlaid and gave it to the king of Assyria. And the king of Assyria sent Tartan and Rabsaris and Rabshakeh from Lachish to King Hezekiah with a great host against Jerusalem. And they went up and came to Jerusalem. And when they were come up, they came and stood by the conduit of the upper pool, which is in the highway of the fuller's field. And when they had called to the king, there came out to them Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, which was over the household, and Shebna, the scribe, and Joah, the son of Asaph, the recorder. And Rab Shekeh said unto them, Speak ye now to Hezekiah. Thus saith the great king, the king of Assyria, What confidence is this wherein thou trustest? Thou sayest, but they are but vain words, I have counsel and strength for the war. Now on whom dost thou trust that thou rebellest against me? Now behold, thou trustest upon the staff of this bruised reed, even upon Egypt, on which if a man lean, it will go into his hand and pierce it. So is Pharaoh, king of Egypt, unto all that trust on him. But if ye say unto me, we trust in the Lord our God, is not that he whose high places and whose altars Hezekiah hath taken away and hath said to Judah and Jerusalem, ye shall worship before this altar in Jerusalem? Now therefore I pray thee, Give pledges to my lord, the king of Assyria, and I will deliver thee 2,000 horses, if thou be able on thy part to set riders upon them. How then will thou turn away the face of one captain of the least of my, my master's servants, and put thy trust on Egypt for chariots and for horsemen? Am I now come up without the lord against this place to destroy it? The lord said to me, go up against this land and destroy it. Then said Eliakim, Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, and Shebna, and Joah, unto Rebeth-shek, Speak, I pray thee, to thy servants in the Syrian language, for we understand it, and talk not with us in the Jews' language in the ears of the people that are on the wall. But Rabshek said unto them, Hath my master sent me to thy master and to thee to speak these words? Hath he not sent me to the men which sit on the wall, that they may eat their own dung and drink their own piss with you? Then Rabshakeh stood and cried with a loud voice in the Jews' language and spake, saying, Hear the word of the great king, the king of Assyria. Thus saith the king, Let not Hezekiah deceive you, for he shall not be able to deliver you out of his hand. Neither let Hezekiah make you trust in the Lord, saying, The Lord will surely deliver us, and this city shall not be delivered into the hand of the king of Assyria. Hearken not to Hezekiah, for thus saith the king of Assyria, Make an agreement with me by a present, and come out to me, 
And then each ye every man of his own vine, and every one of his fig tree, and drink ye every one the waters of his cistern, until I come and take you away to a land like your own land, a land of corn and wine, a land of bread and vineyards, a land of olive oil and of honey, that ye may live and not die. And hearken not unto Hezekiah when he persuadeth you, saying, The Lord will deliver us. Hath any of the gods of the nations delivered at all his land out of the hand of the king of Assyria? Where are the gods of Hamath and of Arpad? Where are the gods of Sepharim and Hena and Iva? Have they delivered Samaria out of mine hand? Who are they among all the gods of the countries that have delivered their country out of mine hand, that the Lord should deliver Jerusalem out of mine hand? But the people held their peace and answered him not a word, for the king's commandment was, saying, Answer him not. Then came Eliakim the son of Hilkiah, which was over the household, and Shebna the scribe, and Joah the son of Asaph the recorder, to Hezekiah with their clothes rent, and told him the words of Rabshakeh. We're going to finish up there for the day. <clears throat> yep. That was the end of chapter 18. We'll pick up with chapter 19. Tomorrow morning, Saturday morning, for the good book, at 9 a.m. So, 9 a.m. tomorrow for the good book. Because why not? I really feel this pressing need to get through this. So, Liana's coming up next, both on her channels on Rumble and Unpilled, as well as on our channels here on the Patriot Party Podcast. So, check that out. You're all day, starting with your morning anger, music, memes, movies, Justin's old shows, all kinds of things. So go check her out. And then Mick and I will be back tonight. It's Friday, so probably for a long show. So it'll be night at, tonight at 5.45 for the pre-show. 15 minutes of music to get us started. And then uh, 6 p.m. for the start of the regular show here on the Patriot Party, Patriot Party, Podcast. Patriot Party Podcast. Hello, Tyler Rocks. Welcome. You'll have to go watch the replay. We're just finishing up. Check out the awesome outro song. It is my favorite. So again, Liana's coming up next. Mick and I will be back tonight for the Patriot Party Podcast. And I will be back tomorrow morning for the good book at 9 a.m. Where we will pick up the second book of Kings. So <clears throat> chapter 19. So until then, y'all, I pray that God keeps you safe and secure in the shadow of his wing. Until he returns very, very soon. So until then, see you on the flip side. Thanks for watching. Good morning, friends. Happy Saturday. Hmm. Saturday. I didn't really want to get out of bed this morning, I'll tell you beautiful day and we have a lot of work to do.
I don't get to sleep in very often. So <sighs> Nick's still in bed. He was up late playing this video game. It's all good though. It's nice to take this time together. Raining there, huh? It's supposed to rain here, I don't know, later in the week. After it freezes, because it's going to be really, really, really cold. A lot of preparations to make. Physically, mentally, and spiritually, a lot of preparations to make. And not just for the freeze, obviously. Got to do it for the freeze. Got to finish securing the kitchen, the chicken coop, making a good, warm, cozy spot in there in the enclosure for them. You know, it's so hot here all the time that we'd like to have as much airflow in there as possible, but mm -mm, they need a warm place. Even if they won't go in there, it'll be available for them. It's fine. Like God made a warm place for us. And even if we won't go in there, it's available for us. But you get about the better get there soon. I need more coffee. My words are tripping over each other right now. So I'm gonna read y'all a message that I got last night. And then uh looks like Matt got one yesterday as well. We'll play that. And then we'll get into it. The seven tests. The hour is at hand to prepare. Who, what, where, when, and why. Replace when with how. Do not answer any of these questions without a relation to time, or with a relation to time. Time doesn't exist. Your first test, answer all the above questions while describing you. Who are you? What are you? Where are you? How are you? And why are you? For the next seven days, you must answer these questions each day. On the seventh day, you will have perfected your answers. Do not be alarmed that they may have changed day by day. Prepare your soul. Ready your spirit. The next test will be given in seven days. Do not fear. Build your rock of faith. The time is nigh. Remember, we have only a few months to prepare and gain training. Do not fail in answering these questions for yourself. Without your confidence and lack of doubt, your rock will crumble. These are tests to prepare you for what you will encounter. The tests will anchor your feet in faith and in yourself and therefore in God. Ask those five questions each day for seven days and learn from why the answers may or may not change. Prepare your soul and ready your spirit. Go with strength. Who, what, where, how, and why? Think about that. You know, our 16-year-old, well, he's 17 now, but when he was 16. Yeah, polka dot, we have a warming light for chickens and ducks. 
we're just closing in one corner of the enclosure so that when the wind, that nasty wind comes ripping through it, they uh, have a safe place to go. So about a year ago, my 16-year-old was very upset. He said, I don't even know who I am. I said, you're 16. You're not supposed to know who you are. That changes. That will continue to change right up until the point where you find God. Then there's no more changing. Maybe a little. Then you're primarily static. Then who are you? You're God's child. What are you? A servant to the Lord. Where are you? On the path God set for me. How are you? Blessed. Why are you? For a purpose that God set for me before this life. So, think about that. They seem like simple questions yet. You know they're not. So, let's see what Brother Matt had to say last night, yesterday afternoon, whatever. Well, hey, brothers and sisters, Brother Matt, back with another message from the Lord. The message I'm going to share today is from this morning, January 12, 2024. Uh, I am grateful, as always, for everybody here on the channel. Um, for those of you that pray for me and encourage me regularly. And um, yeah, I'm just amazed by the way this community has grown and for the spirit of prayerfulness that exists here. If you have prayer requests, please do put them in the comment section so that I can pray for you, so that others can pray for you here. I know many are facing uh, challenging life situations or health situations. It is good that we can pray for each other. We should pray for each other. There may even be ways that we can tangibly meet each other's needs. You know, like it says in Acts chapter 2, 41 to 47, that, um, you know, the early church had held all things in common. And when they saw somebody that had a need, they provided for that need. There may be a way that we can support each other's actual physical needs somehow. Maybe, you know, maybe there's a way that the Lord would create. Or maybe there's somebody else in your life that the Lord is calling you to do that for. We should do that. That is what... A healthy church does. That's what a healthy church should do. So my desire is that we all be healthy, right? And uh, and um, continuing to pursue Him and to occupy, right, until He comes. So uh, I encourage you again with those prayer requests. If you're new to my channel, what I do here is I just read the message that the Lord has given me. Um, there are many other messages I've recorded here. I just read it as it is. Uh, I don't add anything to it, any explanation or interpretation or, or anything else. I just give it to you the way that he gave it to me. Um, and so uh, here in just a moment, I'm going to do that. I want to remind you again, I've taken the first 50 days worth of messages, the messages that came between Passover and Pentecost of 2023 and put them into a book form so that if you want to have a print copy of these things that 
that has all of that stuff laid out and the annotations and the notes and all of, all of those other things that I put together, that's available for you. Of course, it's always available here on YouTube and on Substack. Both of those things are free. The Substack is where I uh, post the text of these messages and I'll drop the links for all of that stuff uh, down in the description. So it's available to you um, if, if you want it. So um, having said all that, I'm going to start with the January 12th message. I do want to note that uh, during this message, there were some vision kind of things uh, that are here. And so when I get to those things, I'll read them to you as well. I also want you to know that uh, when this message seems to be concluding, there's actually another thing at the end um, that is that is worth uh, listening. So make sure you listen to the whole thing, I guess. Uh, having said all that, here we go. January 12, 2024. I, the Lord, the high and lofty one, the Holy One, he who is faithful, he who is true, he who is called trustworthy, he who is author, he who is perfecter of faith, the maker, he who formed you, who saw you in your unmade state, he who knows the end from the beginning, the one who was, and is, and is coming even now. The shaker of the nations. He who is coming to rule with the rod of iron. Look on me and be saved from this wicked generation. Soon shall your faith become sight. I, the Lord, shall speak. Wise is the one who makes me his counsel. Heed my words, O you servants of the Lord. Soon shall I come to gather that which is mine. In a flash, in a twinkling, you shall all be changed. The mortal shall be swallowed up and the veil shall be lifted. For now you see in part, but soon the fullness shall come upon you. There is great calamity appointed for the earth, tumult and terror, shaking and crumbling of foundations. The mighty ones, these kings of the earth, shall flee to their castles and their caves. But there is nowhere men might hide from me. I am the light that shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not overcome me. But I overcome the darkness, for even the darkness shall be as light to me. You cannot hide. You cannot escape my hand of judgment. For it is for judgment that I come. My justice shall be satisfied upon the earth. 
For I have weighed you in the scales, O man, and found you lacking. Woe unto you, O nations and kings who resist me, who seek to keep me from what is mine. I will topple your gates. I will shatter your towers. I will shake you out like you shake out a sheet. I have set you for sifting, O nations. Do not look for peace on the earth, for there shall be no peace apart from me. For the sword has been appointed to you. Now, this is where the first kind of vision thing happened. And uh, this is what I said. I said, uh, I feel as if I'm floating and I could see the earth kind of uh, myself rising up above the earth, I guess. I could see the earth beneath me and it is dark. And I could see smoke rising up to the heavens from the earth. And there is silence over the land. There is darkness over the earth and no light can be seen. And then the Lord spoke again. And the Lord said, flee from this day. Flee from this day. And then my wife, who was with me, asked, how do people flee from that day? And the Lord said, let me get to it. The Lord responded to this and said, um, oh, let's see, I think I missed something. Yeah, flee from this day. And the Lord responds only to hide themselves in me. And then the Lord continued with the message. The earth itself cries out to me for the day of restoration. But the old must pass away that the new might come. Oh, my children, do not fear that day. For I shall set you in reserve. I shall keep you in my hand. That the terror of that day shall pass over you. As I passed over all whose houses were marked, so shall I pass over those who are marked by my name, those who have the seal of God on their foreheads. For I have sealed you, and I shall reserve all who are mine from the day of terror. Come unto me. You would be saved from that day. Call on me, he who has the power to save you. For all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore, repent and turn to me while there is yet time for you. 
for the time is short, O peoples. I, the Lord, Jesus, the anointed one, he who has, he who was spoken of by the prophets, he who was born of a virgin, he who took on flesh and dwelt among you, he who suffered on the cross and bore the full weight of sin, that in me pardon might be achieved for you. I have given you my blood and my body, that through me you might be saved. I am he who was buried in the tomb, who was raised on the third day, he who was seen by my disciples and many others, he who ascended into heaven in the sight of many, he who shall return in like manner. All glory rests upon me, and you shall see me coming on the cloud with my mighty host. For my glory shall fill the earth as the water fills the sea. All you who long for the day say, Come. All you who are weary and long for your rest say, Come. All you who have believed by faith and who long to see me with your eyes, say, Come, for I shall come unto you. I, the Lord, have spoken this word to you, that you might declare it to them. For those who have ears to hear and eyes to see, perhaps some will listen and flee from the day. Remain faithful and keep your watch. The enemy would seek to change the times, to coax his way into victory. But even his efforts and his schemes shall I use against him. They have planned for events to set the world on fire, for they think they can control the burn, but they themselves shall be consumed, and their doing shall be their undoing. I will humble them, I will bring them low, for they thought they could exalt themselves even above my throne. But I have laid a great feast for the birds of the air, for they shall feast on the flesh of the kings and the haughty ones. All their ways shall lead to ruin. Yet still they rage, still they hope to escape the day. They are fools to believe their victory is soon at hand.
as if any could claim victory over me. Oh, haughty ones, how he has bewitched you, how he has deceived you to think that you might stand, you who have sought to injure me. I have set a cup before you, and you shall drink it full. For my wrath shall be satisfied, and justice shall be established on you, O nations. I will tame you. So that is uh, the conclusion of the word from this morning. But there was another kind of vision thing here at the end. And uh, what I saw was the world consumed in fire. Darkness and terror. And I, I see a, a wall of fire moving down a street. And it's like I was seeing it from inside of a vehicle. Like I was driving, trying to get away. And I could see the fire in the road coming in front of me like a, like a wall of fire. And the fire was being blown like it was blown by a tornado. A powerful wind blowing this fire all around. And it was consuming everything. And I said, there is no escaping this. Now, the last thing I want to share is that yesterday morning... After the message that the Lord gave me, I went back to sleep and I had this dream. And um, in the dream, my kids called me upstairs to look out the window at something. And I went up the stairs and I was looking at the window. We were in some different house, you know, some dream house. And looking out the window, I saw on the horizon three suns. And the kids said, look, you know, there's three suns in the sky. And it was nighttime. It was dark. And so I looked out and saw these three suns on the horizon. And then suddenly they plunged to the earth, plunged to the horizon. And as soon as they hit the horizon, there was a big explosion of fire. And the whole horizon was lit up in flame. And I ran downstairs to my wife and I said, there's fire coming. You know, and I told her I thought how far away it was. Um, but, you know, this, this wall of fire on the horizon coming towards us. So I wanted to share that. I didn't share that in yesterday's message. But then when these kind of vision pieces came today, it seemed to harken back to that. So that's why I wanted to share that. Anyway, brothers and sisters, that's all I've got. And um, I'm praying for you. Please continue to pray for me. And, um, and we will continue to... Uh, to be here for as long as we are here until the day comes. And uh, I pray you'll stand strong, stand firm in the Lord. And I'll see you next time, or else I'll see you uh, at the wedding feast, right? Okay, brothers and sisters, take care. Thank you, Brother Matt. I'm looking for a message when he talked about the wall of fire. You mean the pillar of fire? So every morning after this, I've been 
sitting down and putting out a couple of sub stacks, the messages from Uriel, or if I get something from Gabriel, I put that out. And I want to say that just the other day, I got to the message about the pillar of fire. Once I get this all done, which will be hopefully soon. There it is. Here we go. All right. This is from December 5th. The veil is made of blue. When it parts, the blue sky you see will fade away. We will perceive it as another planet, as if the firmament was its own ecosystem accompanied by lands, mountains, water, and even clouds, close enough to travel to by tower. While we gaze in disbelief, there will be a bright star that will appear. It will flash multiple times like a photographer's camera when your idol enters a room. The flashing will end with a bright light the size of the moon with greater light than it. As the light fades, so will the power. Strange things will be seen in the sky. Evil things will occur within your footstep. You must remain firm on your stone throne. We will be in disbelief by both the power of God, but also in the awakening and realization of the lies, deceit, and wickedness. The evil knows. They will use it as an opportunity. Many will fall in the trap or by scurrying with no faith or path. Do not move until you see the pillar of fire, for he will come as a thief in the night. Your path will be set upon your faith and belief. I'm, um, if anyone has time, I put out in, I want to say the Patriot Party Review, which I put one of those out for like the first time in a year, um, in a whole year, not just this year. I, uh, I put out the link to Matt's Substack as well as to the Archangel Stuff Substack. I will eventually print all of his Substacks as I have all of mine. Um, but I want to compare them because so many of the messages line up so exactly, even to the words and words that aren't used as much in everyday conversation or in that context. My dogs are going crazy. I'm sorry. Y'all. They're stupid. Anyway, let's pray. Dear God, thank you for giving us the strength and energy to get everything done we need to get done to prepare for your return. Thank you for telling us how to do that. Thank you for sending us your messengers to both warn us and help us prepare. Thank you for giving us eyes to see your signs, ears to hear your truths, and the discernment to be able to sift the truth from the lies that they're coded in. Thank you for our animals who show us what it is to live for you alone and teach us about unconditional love. Thank you for our children 
whose innocence and curiosity remind us daily what we're fighting for, why, who, what, how, when, and why, who, what, where, how, and why, no when. Thank you for my husband. Thank you for all of our friends and family. We pray that you soften their hearts so that they may join us on our path back to you. And yes, let's pray that we go forward with grace and peace in our hearts. If your faith is a rock that will not crumble when the foundations shake, then we'll all go together. Don't let it crumble. Don't falter. Don't fear. Don't panic. Don't scurry. Don't look to the right. Don't look to the left. Just go forward. There is no end. Thank you, God, for teaching us about understanding. All understanding must be weighed against life, death, and the kingdom. Most of all, God, thank you for life. Every single day, thank you for life. So. get started because we're already going late on a Saturday. How is that? But I guess there's no one coming up after me, so it doesn't really matter, does it? I just got to get dressed and go build some fencing. Hmm. So we're in the second book of Kings. <coughs> Chapter 19. And it came to pass when King Hezekiah heard it, which was the words of Rabshakeh, that he rent his clothes and covered himself with sackcloth and went into the house of the Lord. And he sent Eliakim, which was over the household, and Shebna the scribe, and the elders of the priests covered with sackcloth to Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amaz. And they said unto him, Thus say, saith Hezekiah, This day is a day of trouble and of rebuke and blasphemy. For the children are come to the birth, and there is not enough strength to bring forth. It may be the Lord thy God will hear all the words of Rabshakeh, whom the king of Assyria, his master, hath sent to reproach the living God. And we will reprove the words which the Lord thy God hath heard. Wherefore, lift up thy prayer for the remnant that are left. So the servants of King Hezekiah came to Isaiah, and Isaiah said unto them, Thus shall ye say to your master, Thus saith the Lord, Be not afraid of the words which thou hast heard, with which the servants of the king of Assyria have blasphemed me. Behold, I will send a blast upon him, and he shall hear a rumor, and shall return to his own land, and I will cause him to fall by the sword in his own land. So Rabshakeh returned and found the king of Assyria warring against Libna, for he was hurt, he had heard that he was departed from Lachish. 
And when he heard say of Turkaha, king of Ethiopia, behold, he has come out to fight against thee. He sent messengers again unto Hezekiah, saying, Thus shall ye speak to Hezekiah, king of Judah, saying, Let not thy God, in whom thou trustest, deceive thee, saying, Jerusalem shall not be delivered into the hand of the king of Assyria. Behold, thou hast heard what the kings of Assyria have done to all the lands by destroying them utterly. And shalt thou be delivered? Have the gods of the nations delivered them which my fathers have destroyed, as Gozan and Haran and Rezpah, and the children of Eden, which were in Thelassar? Where is the king of Hamath and the king of Arpad and the king of the city of Sepharim, of Hena and Iva? And Hezekiah received the letter of the hand of the messengers and read it. And Hezekiah went up into the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord God of Israel, which dwellest between the cherubims, thou art the God, even thou alone, of all the kingdoms of the earth. Thou hast made heaven and earth. Lord, bow down thine ear and hear. Open, Lord, thine eyes and see and hear the words of Sennacherib which hath sent him to reproach the living God. Of a truth, Lord, the kings of Assyria have destroyed the nations and their lands and have cast their gods into the fire, for they were no gods, but the work of men's hands, wood and stone. Therefore they have destroyed them. Now therefore, O Lord our God, I beseech thee, save thou us out of his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou art the Lord God, even thou only. Then Isaiah, the son of Amoz, sent to Hezekiah, saying, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, That which thou hast prayed to me against Sennacherib, king of Assyria, I have heard. This is the word that the Lord hath spoken concerning him. The virgin, the daughter of Zion, hath despised thee and laughed thee to scorn. The daughter of Jerusalem hath shaken her head at thee. Whom hast thou reproached and blasphemed? And against whom hast thou exalted thy voice and lifted up thine eyes on high, even against the Holy One of Israel? By thy messengers thou hast reproached the Lord, and hast said, With the multitude of my chariots I am come up to the height of the mountains, to the sides of Lebanon, and will cut down the tall cedar trees thereof, and the choice fir trees thereof, and I will enter into the lodgings of his borders, and into the forest of his carmel. I have digged and drunk strange waters, and with the sole of my feet I have dried up all the rivers of besieged places. Hast thou not heard long ago how I have done it, and of ancient times that I have formed it? Now have I brought it to pass, that thou shouldest be lay waste fenced cities into ruinous heaps. Therefore their inhabitants were of small power, they were dismayed and confounded, they were as the grass of the field, and as the green herb, and as the grass on the housetops, and as corn blasted before it be grown up. But I know thy abode and thy going out and thy coming in and thy rage against me. Because thy rage against me is thy tumult is come up into mine ears. 
Therefore, I will put my hook in thy nose and my bridle in thy lips, and I will turn thee back by the way by which thou camest. And this shall be a sign unto thee. Ye shall eat this year such things as grow of themselves, and in the second year that which springeth of the same. And in the third year sow ye, and reap, and plant vineyards, and eat the fruits thereof. And the remnant that is escaped of the house of Judah shall yet again take root downward, and bear fruit upward. For out of Jerusalem shall go forth a remnant, and they that escape out of Mount Zion, the zeal of the Lord of hosts shall do this. Therefore, thus saith the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, He shall not come into this city, nor shoot an arrow there, nor come before it with shield, nor cast a bank against it. By the way that he came, by the same he shall return, and shall not come into this city, saith the Lord. For I will defend this city and save it for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake. And it came to pass that night that the angel of the Lord went out and smote in the camp of the Assyrians a hundred fourscore and five thousand. And when they arose early in the morning, behold, they were all dead corpses. So Sennacherib, king of Assyria, departed and went and returned and dwelt at Nivna, Nineveh. And it came to pass, as he was worshiping in the house of Nishrach, his god, that Adremelech, and Sherazar, his son, smote him with the sword, and they escaped into the land of Armenia. And Asar Hadan, his son, reigned in his stead. Chapter 20 In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. And the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amoz, came to him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Then he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. And it came to pass, afore Isaiah was gone out into the middle court, that the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Turn again. And tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, thus saith the Lord, the God of David, thy father, I have heard thy prayer. I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee. On the third day thou shalt go out on, up unto the house of the Lord. And I will add unto thy day fifteen years, and I will deliver, deliver thee and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria. And I will defend this city for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake. And Isaiah said, Take a lump of figs. And they took and laid it on the boil, and he recovered. And Hezekiah said unto Isaiah, What shall be the sign that the Lord will hear me, and that I shall go up into the house of the Lord the third day? And Isaiah said, this sign shalt thou have of the Lord, that the Lord will do the thing that he hath spoken. Shall the shadow go forward ten degrees or go back ten degrees? And Hezekiah answered, It is a light thing for the shadow to go down ten degrees. Nay, but let the shadow return backwards ten degrees. 
And Isaiah the prophet cried unto the Lord, and he brought the shadow ten degrees backwards by which it had gone down in the dial of Ahaz. At that time, Baradak Baladin, the son of Baladin, king of Babylon, sent letters and a present unto Hezekiah, for he had heard that Hezekiah had been sick. And Hezekiah hearkened unto them and showed them all the house of his precious things, the silver and the gold and the spices and the precious ointment, and all the house of his armor and all that was found in his treasures. There was nothing in his house, nor in all his dominion that Hezekiah showed them not. Then came Isaiah the prophet unto King Hezekiah and said unto him, What said these men? And from whence came thee unto thee? And Hezekiah said, They are come from a far country, even from Babylon. And he said, What have they seen in thine house? And Hezekiah answered, All the things that are in mine house they have seen. There is nothing among my treasures that I have not showed them. And Isaiah said unto Hezekiah, Hear the word of the Lord. Behold, the days come that all that is in thine house and that which thy fathers have laid up in store unto this day shall be carried into Babylon. Nothing shall be left, saith the Lord. And of thy sons that shall issue from thee, which thou shalt beget, shall they take away, and they shall be eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. Then Hezekiah said unto Isaiah, Good is the word which the Lord thou hast spoken. And he said, Is it not good if peace and truth be in my days? And the rest of the acts of Hezekiah, and all his might, and how he made a pool and a conduit and brought water into the city, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Judah? And Hezekiah slept with his fathers. And Manasseh, his son, reigned in his stead. Chapter 21. Manasseh was 12 years old when he began to reign, and reigned 50 and 5 years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Hepzibah. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord after the abominations of the heathens whom the Lord cast out before the children of Israel. For he built up again the high places which Hezekiah his father had destroyed. And he reared up altars for Baal and made a grove, as did Ahab king of Israel, and worshipped all the hosts of heaven and served them. And he built altars in the house of the Lord, of which the Lord said, In Jerusalem I will put my name. And he built altars for all the hosts of heaven in the two courts of the house of the Lord. And he made his son pass through the fire and observed times and used enchantments and dealt with familiar spirits and wizards. He wrought much wickedness in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. And he set a graven image of the grove that he had made in the house of that of which the Lord said to David and to Solomon his son in this house and in Jerusalem which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel will I put my name forever neither will I make the feet of Israel move any more out of the land which I gave their fathers only if they will observe to do according to all that I have commanded them and according to all the law that my servant Moses commanded them but they hearkened not 
And Manasseh seduced them to do more evil than did the nations whom the Lord destroyed before the children of Israel. And the Lord spake by his servants, the prophets, saying, Because Manasseh, king of Judah, hath done these abominations, and hath done wickedly above all that the Amorites did, which were before him, and hath made Judah also to side with his idols. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Behold, I am bringing such evil upon Jerusalem and Judah, that whosoever heareth of it, both his ears shall tingle. And I will stretch over Jerusalem the line of Samaria and the plummet of the house of Ahab, and I will wipe Jerusalem as a man wipeth a dish, wiping it and turning it upside down. And I will forsake the remnants of mine inheritance and deliver them into the hands of their enemies, and they shall become a prey and a spoil to all their enemies, because they have done that which was evil in my sight and have provoked me to anger since the day their fathers came forth out of Egypt, even unto this day. Moreover, Manasseh shed innocent blood very much till he had filled Jerusalem from one end to another, beside his sin wherewith he made Judah to sin, in doing that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. Now the rest of the acts of Manasseh and all that he did and his sin that he sinned, are they not written in the books of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? And Manasseh slept with his fathers and was buried in the garden of his own house in the garden of Uzzah. And Ammon, his son, reigned in his, set, his stead. Ammon was 20 and two years old when he began to reign. And he reigned only two years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Meshulemeth, the daughter of Haruz of Jatba. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. As as his father Manasseh did, and he walked in all the ways that his father walked in, and served the idols that his father served and worshipped them, and he forsook the Lord God of his fathers, and walked not in the way of the Lord. And the servants of Ammon conspired against him and slew the king in his own house, and the people of the land slew all them that had conspired against King Ammon, and the people of the land made Josiah his son king in his stead. Now the rest of the acts of Ammon, which he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Judah? And he was buried in his sepulcher in the garden of Uzzah, and Josiah his son reigned in his stead. I think I will finish up there for today. It's exactly what I was thinking, Polka Dot. They never learn. And if they would have wiped out completely their enemies, as God had told them to do, they would not be in the situation over and over and over again. God's patience. Seemingly hath no end. Over and over again over and over again the people went back to worshipping other idols remember that the nature of adultery is idolatry honestly 
God would forgive his people anything except to worship worshiping other gods. And yet that is what they did over and over and over again. I'm surprised we've made it this far. And not surprised that he is returning very, very soon. Because look at the world around you. All of our leaders have done evil in the sight of the Lord. They have shed the blood of innocence. Defiled children. Desecrated the land. Made slaves of their people. And worshipped other gods. All that first stuff could be forgiven, but our leaders have worshipped other gods, not the Lord God above. Still to this day, they worship Baal and Moloch. They'll learn. There's a reason we're reading this. And I'm coming to understand more and more every single day what that reason is. So, before I get out of here, a quick prayer. God, we pray for healing for all of those, your children, who are sick and ill. I'm hearing words spread about this crud. It's the only thing I can call it. What we had over Christmas and the new year spreading like wildfire. It's everywhere. People can't get rid of this cough. Fever, exhaustion. So we pray for healing, God. You are the only one who can heal us of this crud, this pestilence that is among us. We pray that and keep your children warm and safe, especially those that are in the path of this wicked weather coming. It brings to mind another message that you all gave about how we would blame God for the things that man made and blame man for the things that God made. Did God make the pestilence or did God make the weather? Hmm. So we pray for safety and warmth for all those who need it. I pray that God keeps you safe in the shadow of his wing until he returns, which is very, very soon. So take this day, go prepare. Remember, who are you? What are you? How are you? Where are you? Why are you? Get ready. No freedom gardens today as we are 
fence building. Um, Mick and I will be back tomorrow at 2 p.m. for True Spiracy. It's going to be a fun one. We're having John Kerwin on to come and talk about the end of days. Fun times. And then, of course, uh, I'll be back Monday, 8 a.m. for the good book. So come check me out then. Until then, again, I pray God keeps you safe and warm in the shadow of his wing until his return. So thanks for watching, y'all. I'll see you on the flip side. Have a great day. Baby, chill, don't medicate, just meditate You waking up now, well, baby, you hella late Educate, look at what's going on, let it resonate Accelerate, find your inner hunger like you never ate Agenda is to push the hate, separate and segregate Don't celebrate quite yet, the storm is coming Cue for heaven's sake, violence that they demonstrate Instigate and penetrate, the values of our country And our God is what they desecrate My fighters ain't no featherweight Pulling out the seams of the fabric that they fabricate They feed us lies, manipulate, intimidate through fear and force Forcing us to sit and wait Till we come together, congregate, and then we liberate Praying that you give me strength to find some love amongst the hate Marching on these streets of blood Till I see the golden gates Troubadour and troubled souls One of God's servants Blades out, cut the grass till we see the serpent One day I hope you see the truth This puppet show stays on because of you Just digested, suspected something's going on, but chose to just neglect it. Deflected by some breaking news, always just accepted. Expected just to fall in line and follow their perspective. Don't question their objective, but I got a lot of questions. How these kids molested, but nobody's been arrested. Read it in the testament, these children are protected. So I'm fighting all these terrorists, both foreign and domestic. Refuse to be directed. Lying, not a sheep, only kneel to my God, so I'm dying on my feet. Uh, silence when we speak, but there's violence in the street. I've been rolling with the punches, I can't take it on the cheek. Uh, drink from a glass half full, I'm optimistic. People are sadistic, so vicious and malicious. Praying for assistance to overcome my position, or I'm gonna start resisting and then I pray for forgiveness. Oh, one day, I hope you see the truth. This puppet show stays on.